So my man Tyler, I can't tell you how much I really appreciate you being being here on the first episode, my man. Man, appreciate you having me. Yeah, dude, it's special. It's special. I'm so anytime I get to be around you, man, I really enjoy it. I always take a lot from you, and I'm excited for this conversation. This is more for me than just anyone else, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Feel the same way. So uh, give a quick intro, man. Give us a little bit of background, where you're from, you know, how you grew up, and then we'll dive into more on the door-to-door and how you got into the industry and building all these organizations. Yeah, for sure. I I grew up in Utah, kind of like a lot of the people that are in the the door-to-door industry. I grew up in Utah, um, youngest of five, grew up in a very competitive household. My dad was a... You know, he was a he was a coach, a basketball coach, a football coach, and kind of taught us a you know in the competitive nature. We were always I was the youngest, and so my older brothers and I we were always kind of fighting and competing with each other, whether it was in the backyard, football, basketball, whatever you know. But but grew up in in Utah, and I've been in the door to door industry now about 15 years. Wow. So I'm kind of showing my age a little bit, getting up there, but but yeah, I've been doing it for a while. I'm a veteran for sure. Hell yeah! So. Absolutely, I would say so. But killing it still. Yep. And rocking yeah. hard for real. What was it like growing up with a dad as like a basketball and baseball coach, or I'm sorry, football coach? Man, it was uh, it was good. He always had a wealth of knowledge. Um, he was kind of hard on us. Like my dad taught me a lot of hard work growing up. Um, we, you know, we had we had a really big backyard, several acres, and he was always he was always putting us to work in the yard. Um, but he was always at every single one of our like our sporting events. He was it seemed like he was always there to give you kind of like a little bit of positivity, but he always definitely, you know, critiqued us, always made us put that drive in us to, to make us want to be better. Definitely. You know, so, um, my older brother played football at, at, you know, college football and, and my dad was always there as that support system, but always kind of pushing us to, to be a little bit, you know, a little bit better, strive to be a little bit, a little bit, a little bit more, you know? Definitely, man. And then, I mean, obviously we had talked a little bit earlier, you had, uh, done a mission out in Houston. Yep. What what was that like leading into going to making that decision? Man, so I uh, I grew up my you know in Utah, big big LDS community. A lot of people, you know, when you when you turn 19 years old at that time, a lot of it's kind of like one of the next steps. I mean, it's volunteer work, so you kind of volunteer and say, hey, if I if I want to do this, nobody's kind of pushing you to go. Um, but man, I I. I just remember making the decision to doing it that I'd, I'd seen that a lot of my friends and a lot of influences that had gone on these, on these missions, they came back better people. Mm. Right. And it was, it was something that I believed in. And, and one of the reasons why, and I still carry that to a lot of things with work, but one of the reasons why, when you go out on this, this church service mission is that's literally it. You're, you're, you're doing service. And so for two years of your life, you kind of forget about yourself and you, you just focus on trying to help other people out and you focus on, you know, just literally what can I do to, to, to help some people that are impoverished, some people that need, whether it's Christ or the gospel in their life. I mean, that's, that's your focus from sun up to sundown. And it's kind of crazy because that's where I found the most happiness really? was when I forgot about myself and really tried to like focus on helping other people. And so, it was a cool experience, man. I went down to, to Houston, Texas, learned Spanish. I still speak Spanish to this day. Um, matter of fact, a lot of my, my customers are still, you know, I speak Spanish to them. So. Dude, you're going to have to help me out. I have, like, broken Spanish. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. But <laughs> little you're going to right? have to help me out for sure, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But, man, I, I love that. Just the, 
what you took away from that and finding your happiness and serving other people, I, I have to believe that just translated into, into like leadership. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So talk, talk to me a little bit more about after leaving the mission, where, where was your mind at? Where were you? Like, what were you going through? Man, I actually kind of wanted to follow my dad's footsteps. Like my, my big goal was I wanted to get into teaching. Like it was something that, that I actually picked up a passion from out there was um by by doing that service was was teaching and seeing people's lives change and that was kind of the direction and the route that i wanted to go i thought maybe i'll you know i'll become a high school coach of some way and kind of go through schooling to 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 get into teaching so when you were going down that path of just thinking you're going to teaching like did you take any steps to start working towards that or what diverted you off that path yeah i so i i mean i was just i was going to school um you know, like, like a lot of us were just doing my, my general courses. And I had this, this kid that I grew up with, Mm. um, pretty good influence. He's one of my, 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 my better friends. And I mean, he was, he was always a people person, really good with, with people, but he, uh, he went out and he did this, he did a summer sales gig back in the day. It was apex. This was before apx and then, you know, switched to vivid, but this is, this is back in the apex days. And he went out and he did the, you know, the summer sales thing and he came back and it just, I mean, he was, he, he looked like he was able to afford a lot of things that it's like, yeah. that's not you, man. Like you're <laughs> that's, like, where are you getting this? What's going on, man? And he, he didn't grow up in like the wealthiest household. I mean, he grew up in a good household, but it wasn't like the dude wasn't falling out, you know? Right. And so for me, I was like, Hey, what's going on? And he was, he's, you know, he came to me and said, Hey, let's, let's talk to you about this, this summer sales thing, you know? And, and that was the first time that that idea opened up to me. Like, what, what is this? What's going on? You know, right. how does this work? And so, yeah, that was kind of the first introduction that I had to it. Now, when you were in Houston, like serving people, yeah, like what exactly were you doing? Like as far as services and did that translate a lot into like looking at summer sales? Yeah, absolutely, man. So we, I mean, if, like, first off, like our job was to literally, go door to door. Like, yeah. and, and I took it so serious that like, I had almost like a light jog in between all these doors. Like you were the moving whole two years. Like I was moving. I was, I had urgency the, the entire time, but it, it, we were kind of like encouraged to, to have this many cold contacts during the day. Like whether it was talking to strangers on the street or whether it was just going up to strangers doors. And we had like a quick little, almost like a quick little pitch you know, to see if somebody would, would right. be interested in, you know, us teaching them a lesson. And so that immediately, and I, ne- I was never a shy person, but that kind of like started the, the movement of being able to like, can, you know, change people's lives or, right. or get them to make decisions just by talking to strangers. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but yeah, so it definitely, it definitely translated. I mean, we were, we were up early, we were out late. And constantly all day long, it was either teaching lessons or helping them out with, you know, household things or helping even, you know, kids with their, their studies or whatever it was that we could do, right. you know, do to serve them. So. so how old are you when you see your best friend or your friend from back then yeah. come out of his first summer of sales? How old were you? And then when you saw him with everything, like, what were you thinking about? Were you initially like, I got to see what this is about? So I was 22 at the time. And, and yeah, I mean, at, at that time, I was just like... I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I was kind of like a lot of 22 year olds. I, you know, I was going through schooling, but I was like, I don't have money, you know, like, (laughs) and obviously as you know, you know, money's not, not where happiness 
ultimately is, but it's, it's a means. Right. And so yeah. I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I need to get, I need to get through schooling. Like if I could do this kind of summer gig and go make good money with it, you know, why not look at it? And so I actually convinced him through talks, Hey, we need to go back to, to Houston. Like this is where I served my, you know, my mission. And that's, that was a good spot for us to go back and sell. It just so happened that my, my future wife, you know, she was a, she was in Utah going to school, but she had moved back to Houston. That's where she's from. Okay. And I had met her family while I was doing that that two year service, and so I I convinced him, hey, let's go back to Houston, and I'll, if you do that, I'll come back, I'll come back down there with you, you know. So, but yeah, so for me it was just like, hey, let's let's this will be kind of the next path to help me get on that on that you know next step to maybe teaching or coaching or things like that. Right. So you looked at more of a stepping stone to get where you were looking to go. Yep. Didn't, absolutely. Didn't have any vision as a career yet. Yeah. Okay. okay. Absolutely. And describe to me what that first year was like for you man so we we went out and uh and i mean i i remember the preparation so like there was there was the preseason before before that summer and we were dealing with you know i was trying to learn how to how to sell alarms like i didn't i mean i grew up in utah none of us had alarms yeah like it was just we grew up in this place where we we kept our our doors unlocked you know and so we would we start off by the preseason trying to travel to these different places in Salt Lake City and <laughs> trying to just give people like, it's just a little pitch and a spill on what what alarms was. But I was able. I remember they had a, like an incentive that if you sold ten accounts before that summer, you got this little bonus. And I wanted to make sure that I hit that, and I did. And so it kind of like propelled me to have a little bit of bo- a little bit of confidence to get out for the you know for the summer to go and and be successful. But so went out there and we did, and, and in Houston, um, so I, I came out and yeah, I mean, I, the first couple of days, I remember I didn't, I didn't actually get a sell in my first couple of days. And I was kind of like, this is, this is, you know, these are hot days. Yeah. This is a different, like different people, different climate. I mean, the same thing that we all go through, like the mental battle, right. right. Of, of like <laughs> just those long days on the street, Definitely. but it clicked. Like once I got my first deal, yeah, it just clicked and kind of took off from there. Really? What do you, like, do you think the deal specifically was the thing that clicked or something in your mind clicked where it was like, this could be it? Yeah. I mean, so, so for me, there was a couple of things. Um, so the, the deal was the first thing that clicked. Right. Right. And so just that confidence, right. Of just knowing like, Hey, I, I got a deal. I can do this. And then the competitive side of me came in, it came yeah. in after that. Like, it was like, after I got that first one, the, the, the thing that I always was doing was looking at the leaderboard, like the company that we, we worked with at the time, it, they had a cool leaderboard on, you know, online. And I was constantly, you know, looking at that and I always wanted to see my name at the top. And so the competitive side of what I grew up with, whether it was those things that I said, my dad instilled in us, or, you know, my older brothers beat me up every once in a while and me trying to beat them in, 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 you know, basketball games or whatever it was, you know, that, that came back and it was like, right. I'm not going to let anybody beat me, you know? And so, um, that came back and then it just so happened that the office that we were a part of up to that point was the highest selling office, you know, that we'd heard of, you know, in alarms, like we sold over 4,000 accounts and that, that summer, you know, and it was, a lot of it was, was people that I ended up recruiting and a lot of it was, you know, I had a very successful summer and that's where it started shifting to me from, Hey, maybe this is a summer gig too something that I can actually, you know, make, make right. a career out of this, right. you know, so. 
and how how long did it really take for that like initial like transition of like yo this this really is a possible career where i can make really anything create anything so it was i mean it was a meet like at the end of the summer they came they came to myself and some of the top performers and said hey like here's some some opportunities for management you know mm. and i looked at this guy that that had recruited me and i mean you can imagine you know the commissions that that were available for 4000 plus accounts for for alarms and i was you know looking at him going geez i want that i want to i want to be able to do what he he just did i you know i i can go manage i can run teams i can you yeah. know i can be just like him and so for me it was like a shift of all right let's go and let's start building teams and that's what i prepared to do for for the next year you know now in that year when you had that shift to start building teams you had a vision where you were um headed right yeah like what trials and what tribulations and challenges were you facing through this new venture of leadership and building teams and so i i came back after that summer with a lot of excitement and um one of the trials that that i that you know that i faced is i immediately came back and i and then just like a lot of people i was like let me go hit up some of my warm contacts you know mm -hmm. and my my biggest thing was I'm going to go recruit a lot of my friends because we were young, 22, 23 year, years old. All of us kind of like looking for, for what our career was or how do we make the next, you know, the next dollar. And a lot of them had seen, you know, just the success that I had just had. But one of the big things was, is that that next year we went out to go and go sell. I, I, I ended up opening up a, a team in Miami that next summer. And we went out and we, we had a really successful you know, summer, not quite the 4,000 accounts that we had the, the previous year, but by all means, it was a successful team. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, and that, that alarm company that I worked with, they ended up going out of business. There was actually kind of a weird Ponzi scheme kind of thing going mm. on with the company. But a lot of us, and this was kind of one of the biggest challenges is I was recruiting a lot of my best friends and a lot of them, their paychecks started to kind of get messed with. Yeah. And, you know, and, and when people's paychecks get messed with, you know, it's kind of a weird thing to, to, to overcome. Like, how do you, I mean, there was, there were some friendships that was like, there was some trust issues after yeah, that, you I, know? I can so, imagine. Absolutely. It was kind of a, definitely a time that I had to look myself in the mirror and, you know, and, and decide, Hey, do I want to keep doing this? Is this something that I want to continue to push through, you know? Right. And what, what kept you pushing through? Man, one thing that always kept me grounded. Good question. Um, one thing that always kept me grounded that I was able to, to go back to was, I was always able to look at myself and say, I absolutely worked as hard as I possibly could. Mm -hmm. And I did my best to serve people. And I was always as honest as I possibly could. You know, if, if, if things happened where it was out of my control, you know, with, with the company and if, if people's checks were kind of getting messed with a little bit, like I did everything that I possibly could at the end of the day to always go to bat for, for, for those guys. And I always try to put them them first and made sure that at the end of the day, I knew I was completely honest and upfront with them and I did all that I could. And so for me, I knew that it could work, but I knew that I could feel good about my work because I knew that I was being, you know, honest and upfront with those people. That definitely is a good way to stay grounded, I would say. Yeah. What After that initial company, you know, had the gone, gone out of business, what was the next move? Man, so we... Um, so this, this guy that got me into, into alarms, we kind of balanced 
between uh we went to another company you know shortly after that and went and opened up you know different different markets for them but we we kind of bounced through through the industry there was a few different companies out there you know selling at the time gotcha and when you were in alarms how long were you in alarms for how many years again seven years seven years yeah seven years man and how many different organizations do you think you built in that time so organizations you mean like as far as like teams offices yeah man so that so the second the second time um what ended up happening was I just, I just didn't want to put that control in a company's hands anymore, you know, Mm. and we had, we had another experience and people that have been in kind of like door to door, there's, there's certain companies that seem like they, they do a good job. They're, they're honest and they, they, they make sure you're paid out, but there's other things that it seems like there's games that, that are played. Right. And that happened to us again. And so at that point, you know, me and one of my best friends, um, we looked at each other and we just said, Hey, you know what, instead of putting that control in other people's hands, let's go start our own thing. Let's go, let's go do this so that we can do it right. And we can make sure that guys are paid what they need to be paid and make sure that that control is back on us. Right. You know, that if, if checks aren't being made, it's at the end of the day, it's on us, you know? And so decided to go give it one more shot, but this time we were going to go do our own thing and we we're going to go open up our own business with it how was the initial startup on building that like what was the i'm sure there's a lot of sleepless nights oh Um, man like a lot of trials a lot of you know probably trying to figure out where to put money in certain situations what was it like put me in your shoes during that time man there's there's definitely there's definitely nights that you're up at three or four in the morning you know on phone calls researching things i mean trying to figure out how to build websites trying to figure out how to to you know, create legal agreements and documents and, and work out different funding and payroll processes. So, so yeah, there was a lot of sleepless nights, but it was cool, man. It was like, I I would never take that experience back. It's funny because I look at kind of some of the places I'm at now and the stiffer different States that I, that I cover, but those sleepless nights, like those nights of, of, you know, that at the end all being on you, yeah. I think has kind of propelled me to help me get to some of the places that I'm at now. Like I wouldn't take that back to know the back end of what a business is and the back end of what it takes to like, to run, run a business. Definitely. You know? Did you feel like you had a, like a, not, I wouldn't say culture shock, but just like a real, a realization of like, whoa, I'm taking on a lot here. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. It was, I mean, you know, being married, just had it, just, just had our first kid at the time and we were, you know, just bought our new, our first new home and then took on the venture of trying to, trying to like, you know, start your own business. Yeah. It was, it was a culture shock. It was something different at the end of the day. It was like, this is all on us, you know? And so it was, but that was, that's what motivated me, man. Like I've, I've always been a person that, like I said, whether it was something that was instilled by, you know, from a young age or whether it was, you know, just, just the, the different life experiences but yeah for me that it was it was definitely it was definitely something that i always wanted to bet on myself i always knew i could do it what do you think the benefit is of betting on yourself like for someone who like is in a situation where they they want to go do something but they're just they have that fear in them but they know they need to bet on themselves what would you tell that person yeah man i i mean the reward good good question to to bet on yourself I mean, there, there's no, I feel like there's no better reward when you do accomplish it, right? Like when it's like, you, 
now now looking at it, if it's like, hey, I bet on myself, I didn't need to rely on somebody else to go and, and make this paycheck for me, or I didn't need to go and, you know, exchange my time for, for a paycheck. Like it was, it was like, this is, this is all on me. But now the reward of that is, is I, I honestly feel like there's not a lot of things that I, I couldn't do. Like you put me up in front of a group of people. I'm not scared to talk to them. I'm not scared to go like accomplish, you know, hard tasks, whether it's drop me off in a neighborhood to go talk to strangers or whether it's, you know, to go accomplish whatever backend process because I've had those experiences of being able to, to, to bet on myself, you put me in a situation one way or the other, I'm going to find out, I'm going to find a way to come out on top. And that's because of, you know, those life experiences of going through that has, yeah. has been able to, to get me there. So it's, it, it, it breeds a confidence, you know, knowing that hey, if you just bet on yourself and you're able to, to, to work through it, there's not a whole lot that if you don't do that, I mean, if you bet on yourself, yeah. you, you, you can't do, you know. Seriously, the sky's the limit. You know, you can really create any life you really want. One thing I wanted to ask, um, when you were transitioning into understanding that you didn't want the control in a company's hands and you wanted that full control, when you were battling, like, understanding, like, what was within your influence versus what was out of your control, like, how did you, because there's so many things as a business owner, right, that are so that are going to be out of your control, like, with people, employees, or and what you're able to influence, like, how did you feel like you were managing that and like what things did you feel like were out of your control that you always try to keep in control yeah man i mean it, it sounds cliche but it, it it really is real like the things that you can keep in in your control is i've always tried to be a person that that people like to be around you know like that was that was the first thing that i thought i can control like how when you walk into a room like small things are you are you smiling when you walk into a room do you bring energy like are you happy to see people? Do you go and give people, you know, a hug? And those are things that, once again, I learned from a younger life, you know, that, that just going up to people and, and being happy and excited to see them, just seeing that completely, you know, shift their day. And so for me, those are the things that, like, I, I always, like like I said, it sounds cliche, but being able to, to stay positive no matter what. Because there's things that'll that'll happen, whether it's whatever inter- industry, somebody missed an appointment or mm-hmm. somebody, somebody, you know, fell through an attic, you know, right. or whatever it is, there's things that happen. And it's like, I can't control this, but your attitude and the way you show up, show up every day and give 100% of your effort with, with a smile and with optimism, like that, that completely makes the difference, you know? And, and so those things, no matter what it was, if I showed up like that, I knew we could work through, through whatever it was. And there were, you know, there were ups and downs just like there isn't in, in anything, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's great. I took a lot from that personally. I appreciate it. Um, so after going into you know the first year of launching your new uh, your own company, yeah. How do you? When was like that time you guys are finally getting off the ground? You're building a lot of momentum. Those sleepless nights are paying off. You're fe- seeing a lot of the rewards. Like, what's your mindset going like? And when was that time frame looking like? Yeah, man. I don't know if we ever. <laughs> Full transparency. I don't know if we ever made it, man, from from like doing our own thing of where it's just like, man, I got ease of mind. I'm I'm sleeping okay, you know. Like, I always had the mindset that if if there was, you know, if there was good funds that were being made into the company, we had the faith to put it back into the company, or we had a, we had the faith to put it back into our you know our sales reps and and you know hopefully have that pay off, you know. And so there was never like a day that running my own thing that 
I, you know, I was laughing my way to the bank that it was just like, oh my yeah. gosh, this is, this is, this is amazing. But the reward of seeing people's lives change and the reward of being able to help people and that kind of going from, you know, from the genesis, from the start of it to, to finish, it was, that's, that was the the main reward for me. It was I like, this that. is cool. I don't feel like I'm working for, for somebody else. This is kind of my baby, you know, and we're, we're able to change lives and help people out from that. So I love that. I don't know if there was ever a time that it was just like, we can put this thing in cruise control, you know. Just kept full force. Yeah. I love that because it sounds like it was just, you were operating from something bigger than you. It yeah. was just all the people that in lives you were changing. Absolutely. I feel like yep. that definitely kind of just keeps you going. There's no reason to stop. 100%. Yeah. Nice. So how long were you guys operating and like, what was the transition out of that? Were, what was everything like after that? So when you say out of that to, to me doing solar here, with kind of where I'm at now or, yeah, yeah, or yes, two. So yes. man, so yeah, so we did, we did alarms for a couple of years. Um, like I said, one of my, one of my best friends and myself, Chad Towner, he's, he's now the chief revenue officer at freedom forever, but it was him and I were the business partners and my older brother, there was kind of like a shift in a lot of people looking from, from going from alarms to solar at the time. And this is like seven or eight years ago, but my older brother had, had started a solar sales company. And he was kind of always in my ear, you know, in the two years that I did, I did alarms, but he's kind of always in my ear. Hey, come check this out. Come check out solar. And I was always kind of a person that put my head down and focused and said, no, I'm, I'm okay. Like I, the amount of times that I rejected the guy on, you know, texts or phone calls, like, Hey man, I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. And, uh, and he just kept kind of being persistent. Hey, come check out solar. I promise it's kind of the next, the next big thing. And so for me, what ended up happening was, is, um, he ended up convincing me to go out to, to California to kind of check out the solar operation that that he'd kind of built up on the cell side. And for me, I went out there to California kind of almost like to do him a favor. I felt like it wasn't like fully like, yeah. but I, I, I told him, hey, I'll, I'll have like an open mind and worst case scenario, it's, we'll go have fun in California, you know, and that's where that's where he was selling at the time. And so went out there and I immediately fell in love with like the solar cell. The first house we went to, he ended up selling it and just kind of observing it. it was just a different cell. It was like, it was a cell that was cool for, for the homeowner. It was cool for the sales rep. And it just seemed like it was like the first product that was a total win-win. Like we're saving this person money. We're, we're doing a good service for their house, but it's also, it was, it was something that was really beneficial for, for the sales rep. Right. And so for me, that's where kind of the light bulb shifted where it was like, man, we can actually sell this. This is actually cool. Now, awesome. when you saw that, saw that vision, right? What was the next step for you? Where did, where did you see that vision going for yourself? So originally we, and I, and I honestly think it was kind of a mistake at the time, but originally we said, Hey, we'll, we'll keep our alarm division of our company. And that was primarily in Texas. And then we said, well, let's open up a, another division. So we opened up a separate entity and we said, let's open up that division for solar. And originally we said, let's try and juggle both of these. Like let's, let's, I was kind of more hands-on still with the alarms. And then Chad Towner, my, my business partner, he moved out to California. Really? And he was like, Hey, let's, he was a little bit more involved initially with the solar. And so we kind of tried to do both of them at the same time. I got you. So what? So I'm I'm assuming the juggling of it is where you feel like the mistake was. Yeah, a little bit, man. It's it's it's. You know, a lot of people talk about like 
and you see it in a lot of things where, hey, I've got to sell this, I've got to sell this, and everybody tries to sell all these different things, but it's better just to master one thing, you know, in my opinion, and do it really, really well and become the best that you possibly can at that. And so for us, I mean, managing, buying equipment for alarms and making sure that the technicians were getting jobs installed and motivating sales reps, but then spending half of your time trying to build up sales teams on on the solar solar side yeah. and build up build up payroll processes we're kind of starting to spread ourselves too thin instead of mastering one thing and just choosing a side and really dominating that do you feel like for someone that may be struggling with that like having multiple different avenues you feel like the best thing is to decide the one thing just to focus on completely i, I mean definitely if you're trying to master something mm-hmm. unless you go all in on that and unless you, you know, you give, you become obsessed with it and you give your full, honest effort on it, yeah, you're, it's going to be really hard for you to master that, right? You have to be obsessed with that one thing. And once you once you kind of master it and you become like the, you, you hit this plateau where you're able to sustain that success, then I feel like you can kind of start like, you know, venturing out and maybe maybe doing different investments or focusing on different things. But to get there, there's there's some peaks and valleys and you've got to work you know you got to be fully focused on that to make sure that you can get there how was it for you navigating a lot through those peaks and valleys like what was the thing that just you were able to keep through the pe- the valleys all the way up to the peaks yeah and once again i don't i don't know if we ever got to fully to the peaks of doing doing our you know our own thing it was it was it was a lot of trial and error man there was yeah. times that we'd build up sales teams and as we'd bring in some of our sales guys, a couple of sales guys were leaving, you know, but once again, that process of learning, you know, how to set up payroll processes, how to do, you know, how to send out 1099 to employees and how to, you know, deal with K1s and things like that. It was, it was now looking back on it, seeing those processes that's helped me tremendously in my business, you know, where I'm at now today. Right. And so for, for us, once again, I just, I just always, once again, bet on myself knowing that I eventually would, would, I think would, would get there. Would always just see through. Yeah. I love that. Yep. Absolutely. Love that. Now, my big thing for you that I'm excited to dive into is obviously you've been in big roles of leadership and then you've personally created, I don't even know how many leaders, but ones that have affected my life personally and creating those leaders. What does that process look like for you and empowering these people to go do it and build a vision. Yeah. And once again, I think that a lot of that goes back to, I, I truly think, think that that's where like the joy in it has, has come for me yeah. is seeing other people succeed. You know, I've, I've always been the type of person that gets more excited about somebody else's cells than my own. Yeah. Self, you know? And so, Absolutely. so for me, I, I've never, I think because I, I've seen, been able to see kind of the, the back end process. I've, I've always, I've always enjoyed other people getting credit for things, you know, whether it's their name being on the leaderboard or whatever, whatever it is. But, but yeah, for me, I I think in this, in this industry, a lot of time, a lot of times we get too caught up in putting paychecks over people. And so what I've, what I've focused on or what, what's really helped me out and where I've always seen growth is when you put the people over the paychecks, right? When you, when you really dive into getting to know somebody and you really find out what, what it is that they want to accomplish, what, what it is that makes them tick, you know, and, 
what's going to help them get to where they need to be. Once again, that's, that's what keeps me going because this job's hard, right? Like there's Mm. days that it's just like, man, how do I, how, how do I deal with this rejection? How do I deal with, you know, these cancels or whatever it is, you know, that we, that we have with this job, but being able to see somebody else accomplish their goals. And at the same time that elevating you and helping you accomplish your goals that's where it's like, I can continue to do this. Like I can do this forever now. You know, it's like, yeah. this is, this is fun now. It's becomes, it becomes exciting again. Cause the excitement of that one cell, it'll eventually fade away. Right. Definitely. If you get a, if you get the commission on it or whatever it is, but it's when you can duplicate that, that cell into helping other people accomplish their goals in multiple cells and right. multiple, you know, teams. That's where I, that's where I've come out of it. And I'm like, this is where it's, it's cool, man, to do this. I love that. I love that. Now, when you were jumping in and starting Sunder, right? Within solar, you would, you're known within the company for launching the Texas market, right? What was it like being like one of the first people to try and build a market with a product? And just what was that process like? Yeah, man. So I, I go back. So what, what, what eventually happened was, is I was out selling solar in California. Right. Ended up joining the, you know, ended up starting a dealership with my with my brother's company. They were our installer. But uh, I got a call one day just to kind of go back to what it was like. I got a call one day when I'm I'm out there working in California. My wife is telling me, "Hey, our daughter's having seizures. I think you know, like something's going on. She's six months old at the time, and you know, there's something happening. And and for me, that was like a helpless moment that I had, like. I'm in California. My wife's mm-hmm. in Texas with our daughter and she's like, Hey, I'm, we're, we're calling the ambulance. Some we're, we're rushing her to the, to the emergency room, you know? And so for me, I'm like, I got to get on a plane. I remember I was stuck up in the, the, the high desert in California, which is like an hour and a half to two hours away from the, the airport where I right. needed to be. But by the time I got home to Texas, I remember the quickest flight I could find had a layover in Dallas and then down to Houston and my daughter was diagnosed with this life altering kind of medical condition. So for me, I was like, all right, instead of selling solar in California, where it was kind of a popular product, right? It was, it was, it was more common. I was like, I need to be around my family. And I was doing this traveling salesman thing between Texas and California. And so it just so happened at the time, I, I, I rarely am on social media. I don't, I'm, I'm not a huge social media guy, but I, I got on and one of my, one of my really good buddies was saying he'd been selling solar up in Dallas and he was saying, Hey, we're opening up for solar city. We're opening up Houston and we're hiring leaders. We're hiring managers. And it was, it was kind of ironic cause I was like, I hadn't been on social media that often, but that was like one of the first posts that I saw. Right. And so I was like, man, I, I actually would love to stay in solar. And at the time, like this is seven years ago, I didn't think there was really much going on in Texas in general with solar. Like it was, you just never saw it and you never heard of anybody selling it or anything like that. And so I called them and said, Hey, let's, let's figure this out. What, you know, what do I need to do to, to get it going? How can I be the guy that launches, launches Houston for you? Wow. So that's what eventually ended up happening for, for, for solar city. I ended up being their very first manager hired in the Houston market, you know, for, for the door to door side on that. Wow. Now I have a daughter, so I couldn't really imagine like having that happen with my daughter and just trying to build something as well and just trying to manage that like a life-altering you know diagnosis is you know that's a life-changing thing for everybody yeah 
how, touch on that, man. Like, what what were your ment- what was your mental like? What were your emotions like? Where were you keeping yourself grounded in? Man, it, it at times you felt helpless. Like, there's there's no moment that you feel more helpless than seeing your child have a seizure, right? Like, it, and you can't stop it, right? Yeah. Like, there's times that you you like you, you just look at it. You're like, man, what do I do? You know, like. We, there's no medication that can really stop this. Like we got to rush to the hospital. What do we do at this time? You know? And so, but once again, it went back to, if this girl's going to get the medication that she needs, and if my family's going to be, you know, going to be able to be taken care of, it comes back to me. And so there was no other choice. Like it didn't matter that it was a new market. It didn't matter that I wasn't used to selling solar in Texas. Like all that went out the window. It was like, all right, I've, I've got a bigger purpose now. Like how do I focus and, and help these people out that are, there's so much in need and come hell or high water, I'm going to make it happen. Wow. You know? And so that, that was kind of like, it was, it was once again, another moment that it's like, you can't, you can't think about yourself, right? It's, it's whatever we need to do to make this work. Let's go make it work. Now, man, that's just crazy, man. That is crazy. And I respect, respect you so much for that. Um, as you're building this market, dealing with all these things with your daughter, you know, you're starting to see this market build and now you're building up teams, you're building up organizations. What's your next moves as you're building these teams and organizations? Like, how's that, how's that looking? Like, what are like the day to day is like? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was literally ground zero, you know? So for, for us, it was like, how do you make sales in Houston? We we didn't know. Right. It was like, how do you, how do you go through permitting? We got to figure it out because there's never been jobs sold. Right. Right. Like literally this, this company had never sold jobs. Like I remember getting there and solar city at the time, they had this install map of where all their jobs were around the country. And you would see thousands of jobs in other States. You zoomed into Houston. And I remember there was one pin for a job and i was like okay so there's one that means it can be done yeah and we went and we searched out that one pin and it ended up being like four solar panels that were lighting up a marquee at a school so we're like oh it's not even on a house <laughs> like okay what do we do this is literally ground zero right so so for me i mean and shout out to my wife man like i have the best and most supportive wife that'll work around the clock for you know for our kids but but once again, it was like, I remember my, I, I started off by signing myself up. And then my wife has a, she has a cousin that he's, he came to me and he approached me and said, Hey, one of my friends is wanting to get into sales and I know you do sales. And so like, I started off by getting one recruit. Like, so I had all, I had teams that I had left behind in California, but I started off by getting one recruit Wow. and it was like, all right, it's, we know how to do this. Like we know how to how to build teams, you know, how to like, I got to go show and prove the model that it can be done. And then I got to show that he can do it as well. And that kid's still working with me, you know, today. I shouldn't say kid, that, that, <laughs> that man, he's got, he's, he's got a wife and, and a kid as well. But yeah, seven years later, seven years later, we're still working together and, you know, one of my best friends. So love that. What, what was your biggest takeaway through that, just that challenging time and just that time of like building something so like you didn't even know how, how to do it. You just had to trial and error it. Yeah. I mean, it, for, for me, once again, it was, it was, there's no other choice. Yeah. Right. So 
you you hear the the stories and this is literally what it was for me you hear the stories of like you know burning your ships right like the when the the spanish invaded mexico yeah. they had to they burnt their ships like that's literally what it was for us it was like there's no other option like for me it was i moved back to houston i didn't i didn't have job applications out back out there i didn't have plan b's or anything like that it was like I've done this for seven or eight years. I know I can make it work. And it actually was a struggle. It took me a little bit over a month in Houston to get my first sell, probably about a month and a half to get my first sell. And the very first sell that I got, shortly after getting it, like two weeks into the process, we ended up finding out it was out of their sales territory. So like we're celebrating this first sell that we got thinking that, oh man, this is going to be like, we finally proved the model. We can do it. And then they came and said, "Hey, we got to DQ this model. It's or this this home. It's actually out of the Can't go Houston territory it. that we had, you know, set up for it." So, but once again, I think that was the biggest thing. There was there was I think a lot of people if they get into sales, they've got these backup plans. You mm-hmm. know, they've got these like these things that are holding them back. Well, if this doesn't work out, maybe it's you know this or maybe it's this. And for me, it was just like there's no other option. And it it wasn't just on me. It was this kid that I brought into it. You know, it was it was my family. It was it, there was no other there was no other way to to make it. You know, right. other than I have to be successful. Definitely. Now getting into that, just burning the bridge and making sales the thing. What do you feel for someone who's getting into sales or wanting to jump into sales? Is like the first three things that they should really realize or just be aware of themselves when making that that step. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. So I was, um, I I was talking to one of our leaders about this actually, actually today. Um, there, there's a lot of things out there, man. There's a lot of trainings. There's a lot of, there's a, like, especially nowadays you can go online and there's, there's YouTube videos, there's different sales trainings and things like that. And those are all great. But for me, I think the very first step is like, you can go and overtrain, you can read books, you can do whatever you like, you, you feel like you need to do to get prepared, but you got to go implement it. You know, mm-hmm. like there was, there was no, there was no amount of like training that I was going to get that was going to tell me how to go and, you know, sell solar in Houston. I had to go figure it out. And so that's the first thing is like, go do it. Like there's nothing more, there's no training school better than actually just going in and, and getting rejected a little bit, you know, but also there's no better training than, not just getting directed, but seeing a little bit of success, like setting up a few appointments, closing a couple of deals. Like that's, that's the biggest, the, the biggest train thing. So the first thing that I'd say is don't be fearful to like, you don't have to know it all before you go and try it. Go try it. That's your school. Go, go, go do it. Right. Like don't, don't be held back. Don't think I got to know this. I have to have this person teach me this. Just go do it. Right. You know, is the first thing. Um, and so that's, that's, that's one of the things that I always, I always wanted to make sure when I first started that out, that I was just like, let's just go do it. It's on us. Right. Love that. Now for the person who, who is in sales, who's ready to like branch out, help more people because they've seen success for themselves and now they understand they want to start building teams and help people. What would you pre- help them like be prepared for? Like stepping into that real leadership role. Like so, what would it? What would I say to the salespeople that yeah. wanna that wanna transition into building you know, organizations, helping more people around them be successful, build teams, recruit people, yeah, or even yeah. just people that are trying to build businesses and get employees? 
Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing, man, that, that I would always say the first step of building teams and building organizations is you, ha- you have to have a little bit of moral authority. And what I mean by that is like, you're never going to be able to build a team. You're never going to be able to build an organization if you're not practicing what you're preaching. Right. And so the first thing is, is are you living a life that people would want to emulate or they'd want to follow? Right. And then are you working hard? Are you, are you practice? Like if I tell you, Hey, let's go out and go, go make some sales or let's go and let's, let's try this new thing. Am I doing it my, myself? Or do you think that I could teach you or coach you how to do that? I certainly can't if I'm not doing that. Right. And so that's the first thing. If you're going to, if you're going to do that and you say, Hey, I want to, I want to make the transition from, from being a, a sales guy to a leader, man, like what is a leader? right? You're somebody that is leading and mm-hmm. what, what would make people want to follow you? Well, you got to be practicing that, what, what you're asking them to follow you to do, right? There's, there's, there's no mistake that of the manager, like everybody talks about it, the manager that, Hey, come follow me because of my title. Like guys aren't confused by that. They're always going to follow you because of a title. They want to follow the person. And so I've always known that. And once again, whether it's my competitive nature, whatever it is, it's like, Hey, if I'm going to ever make this transition into leadership I've got to be the hardest worker in the room I've got to be the person that they always know like there's something behind why he makes those checks or there's something behind why he's able to like build teams because I never have to question if this 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 guy's working hard or not right you know so that'd be the first thing I'd say if you want to if you want to if you want to go be a leader be vocal, be the, first off, go ask about it. Like, what do I need to do to be a leader? Go tell your leader you want to, you want to build, you want to grow. Like, put it out there, let them know. And then go, go make the next steps, which is be the hardest worker in the room. Like as cliche as that sounds, be the first person that shows up, be the last person that leaves, right? Mm -hmm. Be the one that's, be the one that's vocal, be a team player, right? Like who's the, nobody wants to follow the guy that's just, on the sideline, never talking, never, never vocal. Right. Right. You want to be that person that's, that's energetic, that person that's positive, because once again, that smile or whether that's that positivity, people gravitate towards that. So be that person that people would want to follow. Nobody ever wants to follow the negative guy. Yeah. Nobody ever wants to follow the dude that's that's like, that's like, ah, he's kind of, he's up and down. He's not consistent. Right. Right. So, That'd be the first thing. Vocalize it to your to to your leader. What do I got to do to get there? Let them know that that's your desire. That's what you want to do, and then go take it. Mm-hmm. How do you take it? Be positive. Be the person that's working the hardest in the room. Prove yourself. Why do I deserve it over this other guy? You know, and if he does, if he does get it, congratulate him. That's part of being a leader. Yeah, being happy for other people. Definitely. You know, and so, but always i think your time will always come if you do that and that's your goal your desire i love that i love the word you use too is desire instead of want yeah like i feel like those two terms just get they think people coincide with them but want is way different than a desire wouldn't you say yeah absolutely what would you say the difference would be between desire and want i mean if if you're desiring something nothing's going to stop you from getting it right like I mean, for, for me, like if I, if I truly desire to make this happen, it's, 
I'm going to go make it happen. Right. Like Definitely. that's, that's, that's what I think about. That's what I crave. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to go for and get. And make sure that everything that you're doing aligns with what you're trying to get. Right. Exactly. I love yep. that. I love that. What was your biggest, what has been your biggest, like takeaway from the door to door industry that life lesson that you've learned top three, if you have some or whatever the yeah, biggest man. one is door to door. It's crazy. It's, I mean, it's, it's funny. It's weird what we do, man. Like <laughs> we go and we, we talk to strangers every day and I would say there's no, there's, there's no industry like it that has, that has taught me life lessons. So you asked me like, what's my biggest takeaways, man, it's door to door has taught me literally to be a better husband, to be a better father, you know, to, to be, uh, to be able to, to deal with life challenges. Cause, cause we, we've all, we all have challenges. It's life. Like, you know, I don't know, I don't know too much about, you know, your life, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to get to know more, but I know you've had, you've had challenges in your life, right? Oh, like yeah. nobody's life's perfect. I mean, I, I've had cancer before, you know, my daughter's had, you know, these, these, these medical issues, you know, and, and whatever it is, door door has taught me that you can work through that and you can work through it with positivity. And then if you do work through it with positivity, you'll come out so much better on the other side. Right. Definitely. And it'll be more rewarding. So I would say, I mean, I don't know if I could pinpoint it to like the top three things, but I will, I will tell you that it's like, in a lot of ways, door to door has calloused my mind mm. to not get too emotional about the life, like, you know, life's hardships. Cause they're going to come Definitely. like, you know, they'll, they'll be there for, you know, for the next several years. I mean, I, we, we all will, but your mind gets almost kind of like callous to know like hey don't get too emotional don't get too high over this don't get too low over this like you can do it you can be you can be positive you can work through it and once again you you learn that through door to door whether it's i signed up this guy and i'm so excited but then he canceled right right? and then you have to learn to keep going yep and that translates over into into life and i love i love it the way the way you phrase that is callous in your mind i love that that's huge. That's huge. What was what was your mind like when I didn't know you had cancer? What what year was that? What was that like? Yeah, that was actually the first year I I was doing um my own alarm business, and that was back in I want to say 2013, 2014, somewhere around there. Yeah, I had uh just just one day um just you know just noticed that there was there was something a little bit, you know, off with, with, with my body and, and went in to go get a checkup immediately needed to get in for, for surgery and chemotherapy and, oh my gosh. you know, and, and, uh, it was just like an unexpected thing, right. You know, mm-hmm. that happened. So, I mean, it, it's, it wasn't that it was, it was anything that's like a big deal. A lot of us have, have medical issues, but once again, I think the big thing, the reason why I was able to come out of that better was honestly a lot of it was because of the the things I learned with door to door was like yeah. this is another challenge but I've overcome a lot of challenges it's not a big deal like I'm gonna love that you know I'm gonna I'm gonna kick cancers but you know like in then you it did. was yeah, yeah it was it was wasn't that you know and, and it's not that way for every single person obviously there's different types of cancers but but for me I think your positivity with that you know it made the end result a lot better absolutely you know for sure I definitely has a hand in it for sure yeah. Man, Tyler, I seriously can't thank you enough, man. This has been such a great conversation. I took so many nuggets. I mean, if you want to say, leave anything off that you want to say that maybe we didn't touch on, man, feel free. No, man, I, I just appreciate the invite. You know, uh, uh, you know, I, I, anytime that you guys, you know, need any help or you need any, any, 
you want to have a conversation, oh. I'm always open to doing that, you know, and I appreciate the invite and coming down. I, you know, this is such a cool team and a cool thing that you guys are putting together. And so I appreciate you, you know, you invite me and, and get me to share, or at least allowing me to share, you know, part of my story. So I appreciate that Dude, very much. It was great, man. Took so many nuggets. I, again, first episode was great. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Cool. Appreciate you, man. Thank Love you, man. Guys, have a good one.